Sometimes you just want the quick facts. No opinions, no speculation. I'm Claire Thornton, an audio editor with USA Today. My team works around the clock to bring you the Five Things podcast. Every morning, me and my co-host Taylor Wilson help you know what to keep an eye out for that day. We always have a fresh mix of stories, from politics to entertainment to sports, covering all parts of the country. On Sundays, you can lean back with in-depth episodes about stories you may have heard earlier that week. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite shows and start listening to Five Things Today. In the great halls of USA Today, we assemble the newsroom's mightiest nerds. Brett Molina. I'm so sorry for the producer of this podcast. <laughs> Kelly Lawler. I will fight you on it. Brian Truitt. Spoiler town! <laughs> Together, they form The Mothership. Their mission? To harness their collective encyclopedic knowledge of nerdiness in all its forms. To dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership. Saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, the Geek Culture Podcast from the USA Today Network. Thanks so much for joining us, and happy Friday, everybody. What is up? <laughs> Let's meet happy the crew. Happy December. I know, December, seriously. finally. Almost 2021, guys. Almost uh, there. I don't know if 2020 deserves, like, a New Year's Eve celebration or, like, some kind of ritual where you sacrifice something of 2020 to, like, rid its aura from our existence. I don't know, but... Anyway, I think we're all thrilled that 2020 is almost over. Um, let's meet the crew. I'm Brett Molina. I play video games. And what's getting me through this week is Call of Duty. Um, I'm playing the new one, Black Ops Cold War. I haven't played Call of Duty in a while because I used to play the, the multiplayer part of it pretty regularly. And then I stopped because I got bored with it. And I just got tired of hearing a-holes talking to each other back and forth, which I felt like happened a lot in that game. So I took a break from it and I came back to it. Um, and I'm liking it. I, 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 you know, it's, it's fun. Um, I mi- I miss playing it and it's been nice to revisit again. Um, I think I needed that break cause now that I'm playing it again, I'm finding myself enjoying it. I never have been into the story. I actually have skipped the campaign for years now and just go to the multiplayer, which has been where I've resided most of the time, but it's a lot of fun. It's, if you play call of duty, it's pretty much the same. So you're not, you know, no big changes, but yeah, I'm, I'm digging it so far. I'm Brian Truitt. I watch movies. And what's getting me through this week is a Canadian double feature of sorts. Um, I just got into Schitt's Creek. Uh, I had never watched the show until like recently, like in the last, within the last month, even though it won a bunch of Emmy Awards and kind of has been like one of those big, like pop, it had a, like a pop culture turn in, in this year and everybody really got into it. Um, and it's about Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara play like you know the mom and dad of this this you know really rich family who pretty much get brought up on charges and they lose all their money and they find out that they like to, they own this like really weird backwoods town so they have to go move there and they live out of a hotel and you know it's all about you know their comeuppance and you know and how no one really likes them in the town and how they how they deal with other folks. I, I mean, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, there's no Ted Lasso. Let's 
put it to put it that's it. It's no Ted Lasso. But uh Dan Levy, which is uh Eugene Levy's son, is pretty much the best thing about it. And he's also in Happiest Season, which is new Hulu holiday comedy with um Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. He's really good at that too. So it's kind of worth it to watch it for that. So I'm watching that with my wife, but I'm also like later at night, I'm I'm rewatching Letter Kenny, which is yeah, which I've talked about before. It's a, you know, it's about it's another Canadian show about hicks and and drug dealers and rednecks and hockey players, and it's just it's just wonderful. It that that is all my you know Ted Lasso and Letter Kenny are probably like my favorite comedies of like the recent years. So it's it's been I really don't usually don't rewatch things, but rewatching Letter Kenny is kind of giving me a lot of joy right now. If this is your first time listening, welcome. New episodes of The Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen. While you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be awesome if you could write a quick review about the show. Uh, By doing that, you'll help other fans who love nerdy pop culture find us. And as a thank you, you get a special shout-out on our next episode. So try it out. Tell us what you want to see from the show moving forward. It's all upside for you. Uh, Don't forget, along with leaving a review, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, we're at Mothership Pod, or you can send us an email to mothershippod at usatoday.com. Let's get to the main topic. Here's a clip. Show me the one whose safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. That was from the Mandalorian, or the Mando, as we all call it on this podcast. The Mando. <laughs> the very popular Star Wars live-action show on Disney+. Plus. We are now deep into Season 2 of The Adventures of the Mando, played by Pedro Pascal and Baby Yoda, a.k.a. The Child, through the galaxy. And recent episodes have been going some interesting places in terms of reveals and the overall Star Wars mythology. So we're going to talk about that, what we think of Season 2, kind of where we think it's headed going forward um brian let's start here though what do you think about season two so far so you know it's interesting i i i really like it for the most part you know i think you go back to season one and it and it, it's I, I really like season one too um it starts kind of slow you really don't know what kind of you know it's a very western setting you don't really know much about the mando you know you know obviously he looks like boba fett there is some there's some t- ties to to him and Mandalore and and things like that. If you're if you're really a hardcore Star Wars nerd person, really into you know kind of like the mythology and stuff, uh, there's a lot to mine there. Um, but it but it's what it's it's a very simple thing because it goes back to you know Star Wars good guys and bad guys. There's very it's it, you know it's it's about the Mando keeping this little you know baby Yoda protected you know safe and protected from like other bounty hunters and villains in the empire and everybody else who kind of wants him dead and or alive or, you know, I, well, they want him alive because they want to do some stuff to him, which we'll get to in a bit. But, you know, it's, it's that first season was very simple. It's just, you know, it, it, it harkened back to, you know, really what we loved about star Wars. 
And coming when it did, when, you know, Rise of Skywalker just kind of like face planted right in front of us. You know, the Mandalorian was like the one thing, at least for me, that was like, you know, this, this is why, this is why I want to watch Star Wars because of this, because not because of these movies, but, you know, at least, at least Amanda's doing some new interesting stuff. So now we get to season two and I, it's, it's, you know, the episodes have been really, really well done. And they've introduced new characters, like the wrestler Sasha Banks plays Casca Reeves, which is part of a, a Mandalorian contingent um, run by Bo-Katan, which is a character played by Katie Sackhoff from the Clone Wars. And this past best episode, not not Chapter 14 when you've seen this, because we're, we're recording before that, but Chapter 13, where Ahsoka Tano, which was, again, an animated character that was in Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, very popular, like, you know, former Jedi Order kind of thing, and the the one-time apprentice to Anakin Skywalker back in the day. She is now, like, an older version of her is played by uh, Rosaria Dawson. And so she, she kind of came on strong in this past episode with late lightsabers. And it was very, again, it was very kind of Western-oriented, you know, with a really cool um, fight scene. Um, but so, but... What concerns me about this season is, even though it's well done, even though it's still about, you know, Baby Yoda and Amando, we have, like, there are so many subplots that just kind of, they're just kind of bubbling up. And I don't, who knows if they're, what they're trying to do with it. Are they going to try to do more spinoff series? You know, are they going to really deal with these down the line, you know, in this season, which there's only probably a few more because if if last season last season was eight eight episodes and this one's probably only eight episodes too and we're already almost to the end so i don't know if they're going to get to them or and and just we're what worries me about it is we're going back to like star wars we've seen before clone wars stuff we've seen before whereas what i really love about mando and baby yoda and everything else is their their new character they're they're bringing in this kind of new version of Star Wars going to different places meeting new people you know set after Revenge of the Jedi or Return of the Jedi and if we're not going to do that if we're going to keep going back back again then we're we're kind of committing the same sins that Rise of Skywalker did yeah and you know I I I've enjoyed season two so far I really like it I think you know the whole show for me is centered around the Mando and Baby Yoda relationship and just even and even just Baby Yoda himself he's fantastic just watching him do anything is amazing and it's fun and I feel weirdly like Mando is the Boba Fett project that we all wanted but it's not Boba Fett um which is great I mean it's fine I think it it totally it so far it's worked and I like season two. I like, you know, I, I feel like they have definitely planted a lot of different seeds as far as where they could go. And I think part of it gets resolved here. I do, I mean, I, I feel like Mando's going to go a, another season and maybe more. And I think that's what they're maybe setting up for. So you might have, you know, I, I, you know we're seeing this kind of new empire coming up. And then we see other things going on. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm liking it so far. I think, I think once I, I feel like they're going to tie up some parts of this, but I think we're going to, there's still going to be a lot of layers, but I think that my belief is there, we're going to have more seasons of this probably. And that's what they're kind of setting it up for. Um, but yeah, we'll see. 
Um, but like you said, like chapter 13 had Ahsoka Tano was the, was the big reveal there. Um, and there was a lot of other stuff too. Before we go through with that though, spoiler alert, we're going to talk really big into the spoilers of season two. So if you haven't watched any of it yet, step away and watch and then you can come back. But spoilers now. Um, so, you know, obviously that episode in particular was really interesting. Um, what was the thing that stood out for you as far as reveals or just kind of the events of what happened? So, I mean, I, I think it was cool seeing ah- ah- Ahsoka in a live action mode. And I, it, you know, her, you know, her dealings with, with the Mando, with the Mando and baby Yoda in terms of like, you know, the Mando is trying to seek out a, you know, a Jedi to, to, to find, to get baby Yoda back to his species. And, you know, he, he had heard that, you know, probably because of Yoda, you know, there was that the species had something to do with the force. And obviously baby Yoda has, you know, he's, she, he's done some force stuff that, you know, the Mando can't explain. So getting into that kind of stuff was really interesting to Soka because the favorite part of me about the Mando is when it's like, you know, it's space dad. It's like the space dad show where, where Mando's trying to, you know, protect baby Yoda, trying to get baby Yoda stop eating stuff he shouldn't. And that paid off in a really interesting way in this past episode, you know, because they found a way to tie some of that, that running theme to like, well, well, you know, we need to kind of train baby Yoda in the force. You know, who's going to do that? Is Ahsoka going to do that? Is someone else going to do that? You know, and then we, we, we figure out that like, you know, baby Yoda goes back to pretty much Ridge of the Sith. And we found, you know, we found out the, that the, um, you know, the kid, the kids that were at the Jedi temple that, you know, and mostly Anakin Skywalker murdered baby Yoda survived that. And like, had pretty much repressed a lot of those memories and his powers because he wanted to hide from like all this bad stuff that's been going on. And now, you know, finally, you know, it's, it's interesting how baby Yoda now ties together, you know, the prequels, the original trilogy. And now this kind of new, new timeline, you know, that we're exploring in star Wars. So I think that was really interesting. The whole space dad stuff is really interesting for me. And what was really interesting about the episode that was, that was, directed by Carl Weathers, who plays Grieve Karga, is that, you know, it was chapter 12, is that was like a really cool, action-packed, very Star Wars thing with like vehicles that, you know, like, you know, used to have, we used to have as like Kenner toys. And it felt very much like those original trilogy movies. And we also got the reveal that Moff Gideon, who's, who's, played by Giancarlo Esposito, he's like, he wants Baby Yoda for like some weird cloning thing. And we and we kind of wonder if that's like either Snoke or the Emperor because of what we kind of know about the prequel trilogy in terms of, you know, where the First Order came from. But also Moff Gideon's get together like these like super duper stormtroopers probably going to be doing some bad stuff to, you know, the New Republic and everything. So I feel like that to me, the Space Dad stuff, and like the the remnants of the em, the empire turning into what we what we will then know as the first order that to me is what's really kind of jazzing me about this show less so about you know Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and some of the clone wars stuff that we're now seeding in and giving it some extra, it gives it extra heft but it also it also kind of like complicates it a little bit with like 
you know, subplots that we may never get around to until, you know, perhaps a spinoff show. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing about the way Mando's structured that's been, I, I don't know how I'm feeling about it, but I get why they're doing it, is I feel like there are these weird, like, kind of almost a formula of he goes to a planet, he goes to check out a lead on Baby Yoda, he checks out the lead, and they're like, I don't know a lot, but if you can do this favor for me, then we can <laughs> find out something else. Yeah. He does the favor, and then at the end, they're like, oh, we'll go to this planet. And then it's like, I feel like it's almost a cycle now where it's just goes to a new planet off a lead. He, you know, someone's talking to him. I don't, can't help you, but if you do this for me, I can tell you where to go. And then he does this thing, and then it's like, okay, go to this planet. And it's just constant, like, planet hopping. Even... Episode thirteen. I I would I was waiting for him to leave, um, the child behind because I thought okay he's going to stay there. That's part of the deal. But of course, Ahsoka Tano's like oh I can't, but <laughs> you can try this planet out. And it's just I feel like it's this never ending like cycle of that, which I get for the show. It's kind of the purpose. It's like it's just him kind of traveling the universe trying to find a home for the child. So you know, but I don't. It just almost feels a little too like. You, it, you know, it just feels like kind of the same structure every time. Right. Um, it's getting a little formulaic and that, that, that's kind of a little, that's a little bit annoying. Yeah. But the space dad stuff I think is fun too. Like there's the, there's the scene in, in chapter 13 where he's trying to get um, baby Yoda to use his powers. And he, there's the, he uses that metal ball that, you know, he's been very fond of throughout the course of the series and helped him to kind of unlock some of that stuff. You know, that's, I, I think that's a really interesting part of it. Um, and it did make me wonder, like, how is this show without that relationship? So that I thought was interesting, too. The one thing I really liked, though, related to that episode was it was 10 seconds of combat. But the 10 seconds of combat between him and Ahsoka, I was waiting for, like, I wanted maybe, like, a couple more minutes of that. Because it looked like it was really, it looked like it was a fun fight scene for about a second before they stopped. Um but something like that just looked really fun. And I'm hoping we get something along those lines maybe as we get closer to the, the finale of all this. Right. And I, and I feel like, you know, going back to the Space Dad stuff, I, you know, and you mentioned that, you know, what does this show look like if it's not Mando and Baby Yoda? And it really is a testament to, like, the, the connection they've really unveiled between those two and, you know, how really we do care about them very much because when it does look like he might have to, you know, leave her, leave him behind, Grogu behind. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but when he's going to leave Baby Yoda behind and Baby Yoda is just kind of sitting there, you know, sleeping and you're just like, man, you're going to rip my heart out if like he has to leave, you know, baby Yoda behind because this is the flipping show. Don't do this yet. You know, it's just like, and he, and he didn't, I was kind of a faint to that, but, um, yeah, just, I, I, I don't know if that shows the same without those two together. And I, I do wonder if that's, you know, when, do, when do they take baby Yoda off the board? Because it does seem like they're, you know, Ahsoka didn't take them, but now they got to go to some planet with a Jedi temple that, you know, if he goes to the top of it and like hits a, I don't know, hits a button or touches a rock. I'm not, I can't remember exactly what he's supposed to do, but like it's supposed to send out like some signal to a Jedi to come get him or something. <laughs> it's like one of those kids, like, don't you haven't picked up your kids? They're going to call, they're going to go call a parent or something to come get him. 
Um, it's it's like find my iPhone, but it's like find my Yoda or something. Find, yeah, find my baby Yoda. Um, so that so yeah, I I I do wonder how long they're going to keep that going because they've made it kind of clear that that the Mando can't train baby Yoda. But but my my thinking is why not you know and or or why can't you keep it going a little bit more because and that's one of the things that if I'm going to go off a tangent here one of the things about Ahsoka in the original Clone Wars and why I kind of dug her was you know she was the first one to really see the Jedi for like kind of being jerks that Luke later kind of talked about in Last Jedi and and we let you know we saw was that you know the Jedi kind of were blind to what was going on around them. In terms of Palpatine, you know, gathering up an army and them not even seeing it, and you know them being kind of like these, not narcissistic, but kind of just like arrogant about their power and their place in, in society, and like they don't even see their end coming, and all of a sudden it comes. And I think Ahsoka, one of the Ahsoka's big things was she was she was the Padawan, Tankin Skywalker, and she left the Jedi Order because she she kind of saw. That they were kind of bad news, so I do wonder why she wants to now once once you know to find some other Jedi. I guess she, you know, I guess she's kind of forgiven the Jedi or something. I don't know, um, but now she's like, okay, well, if they can find another Jedi, then maybe things will be all right with Baby. I don't know if that's Luke Skywalker if he somehow gets involved or if. Ezra Bridger was another kind of Jedi-ish character from Star Wars Rebels that that they had to do do with. So, you know, again, maybe that's bringing another Rebel subplot, which is going to annoy me further. So, I, I don't know, but I feel like, you know, if maybe just learns the Force on the fly and can, like, just, you know, learn something else about life from the Mando, I think that would be interesting because Star Wars has very much been about the force and the Jedi and how that, that is like the core conceit of a lot of the, you know, a lot of what George Lucas originally created, but maybe the Mando starts this new part of star Wars. It's just like, yeah, the force is, is cool and everything, but let's look at a different side of the force, not like the Jedi side of the force, but just kind of like the everyday, you know, dudes just trying to live a life with, you know, the family they created for themselves part of the force i think that would be that would be more interesting than bringing in a bunch of you know new jedi or something yeah um so you know we're so as of um you know this episode posting we're at i think the sixth episode of season two and if this goes on track we're probably another two episodes away from season two ending um but you know what do you think is going to happen what do you see i mean you know, we've again we've talked about them planting the seeds about this new version of the Empire, and we already know that um they're gonna take, you know, baby Yoda Grogu over to the temple just to get a sense of, you know, finding more Jedi. I have a feeling there will be some maybe dark side of the force, maybe Jedi that figure out what's happening or get I I'm curious if that somehow plays a role in this, but um how do you think this is gonna go? I think that what's gonna happen probably is and if if a, if a, if the finale, the season finale is kind of coming up, and they do want us to want it to go on for a little bit, you know, Moff Gideon wants Baby Yoda 
to do something with all these super duper stormtroopers he's got he's got going on. So I feel like somehow on the way to the temple, they're gonna get they're gonna either get betrayed by somebody or they're gonna get like ambushed. And somehow the cliffhanger of the this season is gonna be the Imperial Remnant captures Baby Yoda. And that's the cliffhanger. It's just like leaves Mando for dead or whatever. And then the Mando like and then the man, the next season comes where Mando's got to find Baby Yoda or Grogu, which is very strange. But I'm going to keep calling him Baby Yoda because Grogu <laughs> just sounds weird. Um, I don't think anybody wants that name. <laughs> right, right. I want this show to keep on track of like the way we've seen, like just how everybody just just kind of makes their way in the Star Wars land. You know, you have you've been to a water planet where people have like, you know, working on docks and working on like in bars. And, you know, you have like the uh, the uh, Timmy Timothy Oliphant character in the, in the first episode of the season where it's just like some dude who found some armor that everybody, you know, seen before. But he doesn't know who Boba Fett is. He just wants to keep it and you know, use it to keep his his town safe from like marauders. I I really like the kind of the everyday Joe sp- again slash space dad version of of Star Wars that this this show really gets into. And when I saw the Star Wars or the lightsaber fight happen, I was like, for a second, I'm like, oh, this is cool. But then I, after a while, I'm like, man, I I've seen this before. I didn't miss this at all, really. I mean, you know, the gun, the blaster gunfights and everything that we've seen. So far, and Amanda have felt so much more fresher than you know the thirty second Star Wars lightsaber ba- awesome light- lightsaber battle we've seen, you know, for you know for forty years of movies and stuff. So, I yeah, it's just like I didn't miss I I did I don't miss the lightsaber stuff. I don't miss the Jedi stuff. I I really like kind of the the different stuff that that Mando has really been doing and I just I hope we don't like again we you know we commit the sins that Rise of Skywalker did and just throw a bunch of stuff out there that like you know in terms of giving going back to mythology we've been before and places and characters and things I want I want Mando to chart a new path for Star Wars rather than just kind of like just keep coming back to like stuff we've seen yeah. And I, you know, now that we've been talking about this, I feel like we are heading towards some kind of ambush of some sort, because I think from what I remember from chapter 12, near the end of that, there is um, an officer talking to Moff Gideon about how they put a tracker on Mando's ship. So you've got to figure at some point that's going to come back into play. And that's how they find out where every, where they are. Um but yeah, I think something, some cliffhanger along the lines of Mando being either seriously injured or thought to be dead, and then, you know, Baby Yoda's taken, and that's where we get left off. I can see, I can definitely see that happening. Um, absolutely. I, part of me wonders if they're going to use a cliffhanger on, like, a Jedi or a figure that is, like, big in Star Wars to, like, get a reveal out. I don't know who it will be, I don't know what it will be, but part of me is thinking that and it could be both. We could get both of those. Um, but I feel like we're. I feel. I feel like there's another character reveal coming that we're not ready for. If they, if they, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think there's, there's two ways they could go. They could go again, bring back a, a Star Wars Rebels character or a Clone Wars character, and have the, you know, have that be a reveal. I'm afraid they're going to do that. 
I, I, you know, if you're gonna do a Jedi, maybe do something we, somebody we have no idea who they are. I think that would be interesting because then you could you could introduce another character we don't know anything about and may maybe want to find out more about. Um, I think that would be cool if you're going to go the Jedi route, which I kind of hope they don't. The other way they could go is introduce like a really big chunk of like, why is the first order the first order? What can you know? How did that come about? Where did that even come from? I feel like that would be a cool thing to do at this moment where it's it's obvious that Moff Gideon is a bad man, a bad man. So I feel like we we've got to have some something that ties together where the empire was, what the empire came from and what you know what it was left with after return of the jedi to what how to what happened to to a new first first order coming up i think that's now the seeds to like start planning is like you know those 30 years or 20 years or whatever many years it was between return of the jedi and force awakens how did the first order come up and um and be like kind of a new empire. I think that's the kind of siege. Something that 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 ties together the empire, and the new, or the first order in an interesting way. So we get a little bit more about about that origin story because we really don't know that. Yeah, and I know that there's been talk of Grand Admiral Thrawn too possibly coming back because I know that that's uh, his name comes up in the in the chapter thirteen. So there's that possibility too. Um, but yeah, it definitely looks like there's a lot of different paths they could take, and it'll be uh, really interesting to see where they go with all this. Yeah, and the Thrawn, th- and the Thrawn thing, like that's, and I, I do wonder, you know, I know a lot about these things because I'm interested in, as a Star Wars fan, I'm interested in novels and 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 you know the the comic books and the animated shows and everything. I, I do wonder how much of this stuff goes over people's heads who are like just casual movie fans who like, you know, tune into the Mando because they got Disney Plus. They love the movies. You know, they've gotten onto the Baby Yoda, you know, bandwagon. You know, they like it. They like it. You know, they like the movies and they like the Mando. But once you start throwing Bo-Katan and Ahsoka Tano and like name dropping Thrawn out of nowhere, you know, I know it like it'll it'll give like. You know, it'll get fans excited, but the casual people were like, "Why should we care about these people? You, you're just name dropping, like they're the Beatles or something." You know, I, I, I do wonder how that that will go over with them because it's just going to kind of confuse them. Where you know, if you introduce new characters that they can get to know and everything, that's one thing because you, then then you're on the ride with them. And Ahsoka Tano is a cool character, and like you know, she again, she's light. You know, it's Rosario Dawson. We know her. She's got lightsabers. Lightsabers are cool. But for a lot of fans, they don't know who the frig Ahsoka Tano is. They don't know a lot of the backstory of like you know Anakin Skywalker and all this kind of other stuff. So I feel like they need to do a better way of figuring you know, of knowing their audience. I mean, they got seventy five million people watching Disney Plus. Not all. I mean, I'd say maybe fifteen to twenty-five percent of those have any knowledge of like Star Wars outside of the movies. So maybe may, you know either explain things better or kind of like really dig into like you know stuff from the movies or just try new stuff. Because by if you're if you're trying to like go back to Clone Wars a lot, I'm not sure what that's giving you. I think it's just going to confuse people more than anything. Yeah. 
Um, okay, listeners, it's your turn. Are you watching The Mandalorian? How does it compare with the movies? Let's talk about it on Twitter. You can find us at Mothership Pod, or you can tweet at us individually. I'm at Brett Molina23. I'm at Brian Truitt. And don't forget, you can email us too. We're at MothershipPod at usatoday.com. But that'll do it this week. Thanks so much for listening. Special thanks to our pilot slash producer of The Mothership this week, Natalie Boyd. If you like the podcast, don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you can subscribe to The Mothership for free on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, how about you leave us a rating or a review? It helps other people find the podcast and we get some great feedback. If Apple Podcasts isn't your thing, you can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next week, nerds out. Later. Later.